no pressure, man. Because this is like completely first trial. Like I've never done anything like this either. So we're mm-hmm. testing this out as we go. Learning from the ground up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm ready when you are. Okay. I got some answers in front of me. <laughs> It should come from the heart, Jania, that's faking it out. No, I'm just kidding. Well, it's just like the politically correct stuff I have to, I have to kind of write down. What? Is this a show where we can't even swear on? Like, is this a PG, is this a kid-friendly show? Family-friendly content? Is that what you you just did to me? No, no, I mean, like, because, like, well, like, because, like, if you ask me, like, why I stopped karate, like how that was one of your questions. Oh, yeah, I, I knew it. that. I knew that. Yeah, because I told you the real reason, but I can't say that here. That's okay. I have to Just be... make up a cool reason. You, you yeah. are, got there so quickly, there's nothing else for you to do. <laughs> I don't know. Make up like a cool reason, though, like a legendary reason, not just, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't even, what's a legendary reason? What, what am I, I don't know. You got stuck in a ninja sword fight and you got injured and then you have to quit after that to take care of the karate pandas or panda Uh, farm. Yeah. Couldn't leave them behind, so. uh, Mm -hmm. A dragon flew down and burnt the entire school. And no, 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 no. See, that's where you're taking it out of the reality. It's got to be in reality. Oh, it's got to be real. Yeah. Okay. See, because pandas are real. Okay. Nobody knows if panda farms are real or not. So, <laughs> could be conspiracy. You could argue that. But dragons, people would be like, so you know you gotta you gotta lie, but like still have truth to it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I ra- I ran away to join the circus, the panda circus, to save the pandas. I guess so. I have, you do I have, have the abs for the circus, so I've seen <laughs> those people. I don't know why on my YouTube searches, um, just the auto generator recommended um, like the Cirque du Soleil ad videos because apparently they're releasing like workout with Cirque du Soleil, whatever. And their ad videos are like five minute plank craziness. And the lady who's leading has not even a six pack. She has like a hundred pack. Like literally each little bump I can see in her in her chest so I'm like that's that's what you have to deal with if you're in the circus (laughs) (laughs) Uh, say what you will they are very fit people scare me half to death jeez it's like five minute blank (sighs) anyways this is like the best because I love how all of this is recorded right now. So that's like perfect, perfect bloopers. It's not a blooper when it's genuine, genuine reality. True. So True. I like it. If they want extra feedback tips, extra content, you know, it really takes off. We have more content, but I'm just saying it, I didn't mess up. That's called improv. Okay, so just rolling. All right. So how do you want to? Do you want to start this? Um, I have like my little blurb, so that way in the audio, because they usually like the ones I've listened to, they start off like just the host doing whatever, saying that intro music, whatever thing, and then the person, like the actual interview, starts. So pretend you're like not here, I guess. (laughs) You can look in the car. Hey everyone, I'm Abigail Dubay. I'm Jania. And you're listening to Knockout Origins.
everyone, and welcome to the very first podcast of KO Origins. My name is Abigail Dubay, and I'm an amateur boxer who's training for my very first fight. Um, so our first guest is a first-degree black belt in karate, or should I say first-degree belt in kicking ass? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, sorry. So all jokes aside, please welcome our first guest, Jania Melbourne. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. clapping for you too. You just can't Thank see you, her God. clapping. Very excited. She's not glaring at us at all. So. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good things. Thanks um, for having me. Oh, you are more than welcome. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to this. <laughs> You're welcome. So let's get down to it. Um, how did you first find or get started in karate? Um, well, I was literally born into it. <laughs> That's a good uh, way. <laughs> yeah, because my family uh, owned a karate school, um, like a karate franchise. So before I was even born, they were in karate and running the school. Um, and actually, at my mom's baby shower, um, someone made me a baby size gi and black belt. Aww. So I like it. I was in it from I was really, really Just little. Just in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Did you ever hurt anybody? Because I know there's like some forms of karate that are just like they're like more spiritual, I guess I'd say. And then there are some that are like you know, you could actually, like, apparently, you know, just one finger, just self-destruct the human body, so. <laughs> um, well, we were, I've never, yeah, not hurt in the way, like, people have to go to the hospital. It was, like, it's, it's <laughs> I never shot nobody. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, do you get sore yeah do you get hit and get a little bit bruised yeah um one time uh sandra and i were sparring practicing in our living room and we broke the coffee table but you know not no no uh major hospital. it wasn't like an ill intention no so yeah no That's <laughs> I mean, like, it's a combat sport, so you get hurt, but no, but no hospitalization, like, nothing nothing serious like that. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's one of the major misconceptions about combat sports, or, like, at least a lot of the amateur where you start out is, like, a lot of it is so regulated, and, like, there's so many rules and policies in place that, like, you hardly hear of anyone going to a hospital or like you know there are doctors on site checking things so that's where I'm like why not you know it's as safe as it could be <laughs> especially now like there's a lot more rules and regulations now mm -hmm. um my era was just kind of just before a whole slew of rules and regulations came mm -hmm. but but not as heavy as like my dad's generation because like when my my parents generation when when they would go to tournaments and stuff like yeah people would be coming out of tournaments with like dislocated joints and you Damn. know dislocated fingers and um so yeah they would go to the hospital after tournaments and you know yeah. get, get fixed up but um but since but i mean that's old school you can't do that anymore without getting sued so. yeah so a lot more rules and regulations are in place where stuff like that doesn't doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Not it's you know what I mean like it's a lot more regulated now. Yeah. Um, well, I mean it's kind of the same question, but did did you ever knock someone out or have the rules like progress to a point that like it's kind of more of like a, a TKO compared to like actual knockout. Actually, no. I don't even know if you can have like knockouts in karate. I don't even <laughs> know. No, it's, um, no, no, I, I have never, um, 
I've never, have I seen it in tournament though? I think somebody, hmm, I might have seen somebody got knocked out at tournament, uh, but only once, mm -hmm. if I can remember. But it wasn't, it wasn't me. Um, but the refs are very good about it. Like for, like for us in tournament, like there's no, there's, there's no headshots. Like how boxing is like a lot more aimed at the head. Um, for karate, it's not. It's like you can get close, mm -hmm. but you you don't really like hit. You don't actually make contact. Yeah, you you don't yeah. actually make contact. If you do, you get a warning. <laughs> I got I got warnings because <laughs> yeah. I did make contact with head. But I mean, yeah, the person was coming in, and uh, you know, if you stick your head in my face, I'm I'm gonna hit it because you're putting it right here, like you know. But. Um, <laughs> So I did get two warnings for bopping it, mm. bopping it but, um, and I, you know, I didn't get disqualified because if I had three warnings, then I would have got disqualified. Um, but okay. yeah, I got two warnings for bopping someone in their head and, uh, yeah, but no knockout. It wasn't a knockout or yeah. anything. It was anything like that. that. Yeah. But even then, like, well, just to clarify on boxing and like amateur, knockout or like knockout compared to like a professional knockout is like they're very different and like usually the knockouts that happen like you get your like eight count or whatever but then usually like things continue after that and like the rounds continue so like it I think it adds like a point to the opponent but other than that like it doesn't really do anything um whereas in professional boxing like that's where it's like once you're out, you're out kind of thing. And like, if you want to get up, like, it's probably not a good idea. So that's like the serious difference. It's like, obviously amateur, it's um, less likely for you to get hurt like that, you know, very rarely. Like if you're very unprepared, um, it might shock you, but I really doubt you'll get like that intensely hurt whereas obviously in a pro match like people expect you know what you're doing so yeah um what was like karate like for you because I've never done any of those kinds of sports and you always hear like it's always like you always want to be like patient and like only attack if the person's coming at you kind of thing so um so and like I loved it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um uh so what do you mean in terms of like patience? Like in which in which way do you mean? Because like there's lots of ways I can mm -hmm. like specifically, I guess. Like like so I can understand your question better, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, um I guess like what karate meant to you um or like um like what kind of style you did because I think there are like many different styles yeah. just to like kind of explain the sport itself a little bit better okay um so yeah so I I cannot speak Japanese properly so I'm really gonna botch this name right now okay no problem Shitoru <laughs> Itusukai um uh karate and so uh and karate and kabuto so karate is open hand um empty hand combat and then kabuto is with weapons so uh so i trained um open hand uh, empty hand sorry as well as with uh we use bows escrimas bows are like long sticks um escrimas are short sticks um, nunchucks, uh, sai, uh, comma, comma is, uh, it looks like a hook. It looks kind of like that. Like it's a hook and then the stick. You kind of like, some people use it for like gardening as well. I think that's what a comma is. A I remember a sai correctly. I think it's the three, the three pronged thing. It like looks like a pitchfork kind of. I think that's a sai um what else do we use tomfas so tomfas is like 
uh, police, I think uh, police officers have tonfas. Um, it's a stick like this, and then it has a handle. It's like a beating stick. Yeah, like a bully. Yeah. So when you hold it, um, uh, when you hold the handle, and then it comes down like that. Mm. Um, yeah, so tonfas. Um, uh, swords. Um, and yeah katanas um yeah so like a lot of different types of uh weapons in kabuto that you train with i personally trained with bows eskrimas tampas and uh nunchucks a little bit yeah it's intense <laughs> how have you not like gone into like stunt doubling or like been hired to do like I don't know, just like a music video or just anything like that. Like, I feel like those skills are so useful right now. <laughs> like, the sky's the limit, you know? Yeah, that would, that would be fun, actually. That'd be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you enjoy competing? Uh, I loved competing. I actually got into competing a lot later. Mm -hmm. um, I used to go to, because we would have tournaments twice a year, so a spring tournament and a fall tournament, and I would go to every tournament, but I was, I was really young, so I've, I've been doing karate from I was like two years old, and then I think I, we stopped around maybe 12, I think we stopped like competing, and then 16, we stopped fully. Mm -hmm. So I was, so for the period of time that I was in it, I was, I was really young. And so I, I enjoyed more, um, being in the basement of the karate, um, uh, dojo where we were having the tournaments and playing hide and seek and running around in the basement. And <laughs> yeah. That was like so much fun for me. And, and it, was, it was just like, yeah, okay. I go up and watch tournament for a little bit, but then it's like, I want to go downstairs and play with my friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Run around and play hide and seek. I mean, two years old. Like, come on. <laughs> and then once Sandra started competing and winning trophies, then I'm like, shit, I want a trophy too. So then I started competing too. And, um, yeah. and so, sounds like me. Like, I can't be outshined. Like, I want something shiny. I'm just as good. <laughs> so for the for the short, um, you know, I don't know, maybe two three years that I actually did competitions before mm -hmm. we stopped. Um, I loved it. And I actually had really wished I got into it a lot sooner because mm -hmm. I just, I loved it so much. So yeah. I would compete in, uh, again, not very good at speaking Japanese, but um, in katas um, as well as commutes. So kata is um, when you put the movements together into a into a form of because i don't know how else to describe it i'm going to say a dance it's not okay. a dance but it's it's when you kind of put put movements together into a it's in a specific um pattern a specific a specific layout so it's 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 organized kind of like you would choreograph it's chore, it's choreography right okay. it's chore, choreographing and it flows yeah yeah right and so there's different um, as you, as you go through the levels of karate from white belt to black belt, you have to learn different katas, um, bef to, before you move on to the next level. So mm -hmm. it's a bunch of different choreographed steps, um, and different movements. And those movements that you do in katas can be broken down into how you would, um, deal with an attacker on the street, right? So it's a form of combinations of, um, of uh, like offense and defensive techniques that you would do with an attacker. Um, if It's hard to explain, but I hope that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so I like, so I like competing in, in katas, choreographed moves, as well as commute, which is far. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was kind of my next question was like, 
Because I remember you telling me there were like different competitions and like, is it just those ones or were there like, I feel like karate has so many different like variations that you could compete in. It's, well, I guess it depends on your style and I guess the tournaments that you go into. But yeah, but for ours, it was kata and kamute. Katas were individual katas as well as a team kata, as well as a team kata. Mm -hmm. So everybody doing the same movements at the same time. So precision is really important in that, making sure that everybody in your team is doing the same moves at the same time. Uh, You know, that's how you get your um like the better score the better score so it's like synchronized synchronized dancing swimming yeah whatever yeah all that really really beautiful art form and discipline um yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um what level did you get to uh i got to first degree black belt and um yeah i got my black belt when i was nine um, but, I, mean, I was doing it my whole life, right? So I, was, <laughs> I could walk and punch, and I was doing it my whole life. So I got my I got my black belt when I was nine. Um, at the time, they called it a junior black because I was so young. Because technically, mm-hmm. they only gave black belts to sixteen and up. But because okay. I was so young, and um, they had to like make younger like. A different level for us little kids so we learned the same we had the same skills we had to learn the same katas everything was the same but yeah because we were younger they called it a junior first degree a junior black book yeah you couldn't upset those older people right so couldn't yeah. make them feel bad so sorry yeah, that like 80 year old who just achieved their black belt you know you gotta separate a little bit make sure they uh don't die of shame right yeah. <laughs> A little nine-year-old over there kicking their ass. (laughs) Um, Are there levels after that? Is that like the highest level? No, that's not the highest level. I don't actually know what the highest level is, but I know that my uh, my Sheehan um, is an eighth dan black belt, so an eighth degree. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) 10, 11, I don't know how many it goes up. I was a first, um, I think my mom was a second, mm-hmm. Sandra was a first, my dad was a third, I think, um, and then our Sheehan, so my, my dad's teacher was an eighth, um, I think, so yeah, I'm not sure how far it goes up, but yeah. Maybe they just keep adding levels as soon as X amount of people cross that finish line, you know, they're like, okay, we're just going to add two more levels to this black belt. Okay, another two more. Like, just people keep maxing it out. So <laughs> maybe they just make it up as they go along. Who knows? Um, oh, yeah, I mean, you don't, this is kind of personal, but why did you stop or, like, why did you stop competing, I guess? Um, we stopped competing life changes you know, mm-hmm. I guess when we also moved, so our karate school that we had was in Huntsville. Yeah. So when we moved to Guelph. We tried to keep going for a while because we would drive um, the two oh and a half hours to Huntsville to give classes. <laughs> um, but that, you know, that was kind of, it became a little too much at a time. So it's not sustainable. It, yeah. it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Um, any advice, I guess for girls specifically, but can be for anyone who's looking to get into combat sports, um, into karate? Uh, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Really just do it. I feel like Nike's advice is always so solid. It is. It's the, (laughs) Nike gives the best advice. Like, literally just do it. If, if you like it, if you have a passion for it, if you love it, just go, just go mm-hmm. and just do it. Cause it's, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, you learn a lot. My like karate for me was really foundational in who I am as a person. It, it is the foundation of my, my, my being like mm-hmm. who I am, my, the discipline that I learned from karate, like the discipline 
the patience, the persistence. The, yeah, the I can only imagine patience. Thank <laughs> you so much. Um, and really overcoming fears, you know, just like learning to just go in, just go and do what you have to do. And mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it really teaches you so much. So if you love it, you have a passion for it, just, just do it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's where I'm struggling with right now personally is like just getting over that hump of like, I don't know why, but there's just so many doubts of like, at first I'm like, oh, I could never do sparring. There's just n- absolutely no way. And now I'm at that point of like, now that I've done that and I've overcome that hurdle, um, going into the first fight, I'm just like, oh, there's no, absolutely no way I could do that. Like everyone else can do it, but like, you know, I'm, I'm different, right? Like I could never do that. So I think it's just like, yeah, just taking that advice, just going and doing it and not looking back. And yeah. I think, like, I know I'm going to have a blast and I know I'm going to have so much fun, but there's still that, like, it's the fear of the unknown, I guess, like, because you really don't know what's going to happen for better or for worse. So I think it's just, like, once you get that experience, that initial, like, um, I didn't die, I'm okay, and I kind of enjoyed that um, under your belt, that, like, it'll keep being scary no matter what. So, yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm kind of at right now is like just the mind game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it is a mental game. Yeah. You know, once you kind of, once you kind of learn how to just kind of fight through that and it, mm-hmm. and it takes time, right? It takes time to kind of get over that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, once you get over that fear, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's like a fear of getting hurt necessarily, because I know the expectation, but mm-hmm. it's like the fear of like, um, what's that word, of like not performing well or like letting people down or like letting, yeah, my coach or my team down, right? It would be like disappointing to me. So I think that above anything else would be like the biggest fear. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, they've made it known to me that, like, either way, they don't care if you win or lose. It's just about having fun, like, doing the best that you can, right? So. Yeah. And as long as you learn from it, that's all they can ask. And I think, like, that's, that's the best environment to be in, so why not? Yeah. So I think it would be, like kind of similar to what you were saying is like it would be a huge disservice to me not to make that effort because so far it's helped me grow so much as a person um and like deal with so many issues or like just anger or whatever um in the moment and just like really um process everything and I think like it's such a great outlet like whether it's karate or boxing or like even just like hockey like I've heard hockey can be really aggressive like whatever it is right um can be just so like good for you um mentally spiritually physically like all of it so and I think that's something really unique to like these sports you know what I mean it's like you can't really get that anywhere else (laughs) yeah yeah that's true Mm -hmm. my words of wisdom for the day you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah well you guys had your own gym so what was how do you guys like run that how did like like? we run Mm -hmm. class um well we ran classes out of my school so from in my out of my school gym so the same school that i went to class for at um, after school program, we would go back to school and uh, mm-hmm. have gym in the school gym. So um, that's how we had it in there. Um, we had a bunch of like, as, as our classes would grow, like people, as people would go from like white belt to black belt, then we would have, and if they stayed with the school, then we would have a bunch of instructors. Um, so a bunch of black belts um, and we would all so like my 
dad would kind of start um, running class. Like he did like the major stuff, but then all the other black belts that were there too, they helped with teaching the, uh, the lower belts, the younger kids. Um, and so we all, we would all teach and learn from each other. So it's, it was never just my dad as the head instructor of the school doing all the teaching. Mm -hmm. It would be like um, all the other higher level belts, usually from like brown belt and up. Um, oh yeah, so belts is like white, yellow, orange, um, green, blue, brown, shodan ho, which is brown and black, uh, junior black, which is black and white stripe, and black. So the brown belts, brown, shodan ho, and black belts would all kind of go and, and help and teach. And um, even sometimes got the kind of like the younger higher belts in there. So they were like, um, like a green belt would go and help a white belt, a beginner with like their first katas and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a very collaborative environment where you would take the knowledge that you know and you would teach someone um, mm -hmm. of a younger belt. Um, so it was a really, really, um, really, really nice kind of family atmosphere collaborative atmosphere, everybody helps everybody. Um, everybody kind of trains everybody, everybody works together. Mm -hmm. um, and there was also no um, separation of genders. So everybody spars together. All genders spar everybody. See, so that's what I like. That's what yeah. I like about like certain gyms. Not to cut you off, but yeah. No, I really like enjoy when, um, because there's so much to gain from each other, um, not just like separated by gender, but like, because I've had like experiences in gyms where they do that, where, um, you know, it's like the girls just train with the girls and the guys just train with the guys. And um, it really just limits like the amount you can learn, the amount you can practice. Um, and because if everyone is constantly doing like difficult sparring, um, there's so much that you're kind of like missing out on or you're not getting to practice as much. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, if you pair a guy and a girl together, the guy can work more on his defense, girl can work more on offense or vice versa. And like, you can like really make people work on what they're weak at and I think that's kind of the point instead of like just constantly like thrashing each other and like always like uh working like your strong suits or this or that like it's kind of like brings an interesting perspective into it and it makes you think a little bit more like okay if this situation happens like in an actual ring uh, or like competition what am I going to do and like you know and if I can't use these readily available things like so it helps you develop other skills which I really like yeah mm -hmm. and like the best part um about it was that like and when I say everybody but like it was literally everybody would spar everybody because you like you're saying you learn different things when you fight different people yeah. right so it would like during sparring time it would even we would even have like the youngest kid, so like the four-year-old would, the the four-year-old girl would be sparring against, you know, the 30-year-old man, right? Oh, that's so like, cute. We literally, it was everybody, yeah. all belts bite all belts, mm -hmm. um, all genders bite all genders. Yeah. Uh, there was no, um, there was no uh, segregation in it, mm -hmm. and it's because you learn different things, and it's yeah. like, not because you're a man means that you're going to be stronger and a better fighter than the girl. Because sometimes it's the girl that's the stronger, better fighter. And yeah. it's like, like gender has nothing to do with it. It literally yeah. has nothing to do with it. Because there's so many other things. It's not just, and it's not always just strength. So even if you're, and we would, we would uh, switch it up like that, like having uh, smaller people fighting bigger people um, so that the smaller people can learn what they have to tactically do if they were to get attacked by someone bigger yeah right they have someone bigger coming after them they have to know how to defend themselves against that yeah right? so so the smaller person is going to have to do different techniques uh, um, to be able to beat the opponent right mm -hmm. and it can be done it's all it's it's strategy right mm -hmm. it's the way that the way that you go about it so um so yeah so that's why i was very 
you know, a very collaborative and yeah, atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. I think it like takes the stress, like the added stereotypes and stress and pressures um, out of fighting and out of like um, sparring, which kind of takes like the whole fun away from it. Like mostly you're there to learn and you're there to like improve your skills. And I find like, at least in boxing and in certain places, especially in the Toronto area, it's more like about ego than it is about anything else. And like, it's kind of about like how like good uh, and like um, how quickly uh, like the best you can be or whatever, instead of like actually being like a full rounded boxer and like, okay, sure you might win like the first five to 10 fight. I think novice is like 10 fights or whatever. But then once you get to open class, you lose everything because like everyone knows like how to find each other's weaknesses by that point. They know how to like fight relatively well. And if you're like, just, you know, everyone is kind of like, um, I don't know how to say this like nicely, politically, correctly, like literally just telling you, oh yeah, just telling you what you want to hear. I was going to say the, the more food version of that. <laughs> literally just telling you what you want to hear, then it's going to be a big upset and it's going to be such a hard thing to overcome mentally because uh, until that point, you know, oh, you're unbeatable, you're so amazing and like whatever. But like aggression doesn't outweigh fighting smart. That's what I'm trying to do is like <laughs> try to be more, um, what's the word for it? Like um, patient, but also like um, just more economical with how I'm fighting. So like moving can be like really a smart decision. Like you don't just have to stay in one place, but that's like a nice break for your legs you don't have to go 150 percent for the full three minutes and I think it's like just um a lot of things that like get overlooked you know what I mean like the art part of it um in terms of like yeah it just gets overshadowed by like the ego part and um some people show promise like right away and then they burn out right so I think it's like um having that that good balance yeah. and there's nothing wrong with like you know winning a few or I mean sorry losing a few early on but then you know as soon as you learn from that you can just knock it out of the park after that I'd be more concerned about winning fights at like an open level because that's the more challenging thing probably well first fight and then after that, like, depending, not saying, I don't want to come off as saying like, oh, this is all going to be so easy and all these blah, 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 blah. but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I honestly think it's more about being like a well-versed and well-rounded person. Because like how many times have I seen uh, like I've been watching the Olympic bouts from eight years ago and how many times have I seen the people who are more patient more determined and they ended up coming out like sure that person was more aggressive and won the first round yeah. but by the second and third round they were tired themselves out was not impressive at all and the other people were able to overcome the deficit and outtake them so I think it's like just knowing how to pace yourself too. Yeah, for you sure. Don't always have to burn out and then like you still have another six minutes to go. Yeah. How are you gonna get through that? <laughs> Some of these people, I was just surprised. Like the poor kid, I think he's from Honduras, and he just got like no no punches in at all. It just seemed like he had never fought before in his life. And it just seemed like he got rushed there or maybe they didn't have like a big boxing program or something. But then he went up against someone who had a lot more experience than he did. And it was like literally picking off a fly, like just swatting a fly. It was just not even close. It was 
it was a little heartbreaking to see at that level. I was genuinely surprised to see that. Um, and then later you see, I think it was India um, who won that. And then later on, he ended up losing because the other guy was more um, patient and more calm. And he was able to arc that guy. So he ended up losing, which is interesting to see the progression because he did so well in his first bout. But this is like <laughs> not even on topic anymore. This is not even about you anymore. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, it's, no, it's good. It's about the, you know, it's about the sport. It's all, mm -hmm. it's all completely related. And yeah. it just goes to prove, you know, that aggression and strength isn't always the winning factor. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah. I think it like even still with how much I've learned with the sport, it still surprises me to see like just being patient, like in the moment it feels like forever, but really it's like a few seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> Compared to being like milliseconds, a few seconds. Yeah. Feels like the end of the world. But when I did it a few times I was like damn like damn I'm actually like using my defense accurately because I can see what's coming and react efficiently it's awesome. yeah <laughs> but it's hard it's hard yeah. you just got to control the urge to like go out there yeah so yeah, well, I mean, you did cover that um, before. I uh, was just wondering if you ever experienced any harassment or like unwelcome comments um, when you were competing or like in your gym or um, within karate. Never. No. Wow. I don't, um, no, I, I never had. And I'm wondering, I think it's, well, it was definitely because of the atmosphere of the club, but I mean, even like, mm -hmm. even a lot of like, even not just our branch, um, but I know of like some other, uh, uh, some other of like the franchise branches of our uh, style. Not really. And I'm, and I'm wondering if it's, I think just kind of across the board. Well, one, it, it always kind of depends on like, the people that you're around and like yeah the people that you're with and what their personality is like um but i also think because um uh shitoru itusukai is <laughs> is a japanese um uh, like authentic japanese style respect is so important it mm. is so much a part of like japanese culture as a whole so with that and with the teachings and you're learning that that type of discipline and respect it's everything is very it's a very respectful culture and it translates into the sport it translates mm -hmm. into the so everything is like extremely respectful um and extremely disciplined um and like you like I know anybody anybody that used to get out of line, um, even if you're like uh, if you're like joking around in class and you're supposed to be like serious and you're supposed to be focusing. Uh -oh. If you're not focusing, then it's like okay, knuckle push-ups off the bench, and you know, uh, fifty, a hundred. You just keep doing knuckle push-ups until you stop like messing around. You know, so it was a very it was a very strict an extremely strict environment mm -hmm. um so whether it's like knuckle push-ups or fingertip push-ups um and until uh, there were there were some students who would constantly be getting in trouble so they were always on the bench <laughs> yeah i know a few people <laughs> like that yeah yeah mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like you know you're just gonna beat it out of not beat it out of you but like sweat it out yeah <laughs> what it out you know, so it's it's a very strict and in a way it is good for you though because yeah. you're doing more work you're getting stronger so yeah. tough, love. tough love tough love in a way yes 
it was very i mean uh some some uh parents used to love sending their child that would be unruly outside of class <laughs> be like hey okay i need when well, they would come to my dad is like okay i need you to like discipline my kid you know like because <laughs> i can't parent my child so yeah so, so for me <laughs> that would be like you know running around doing shit on the street you know they come mm. to class and uh you know they get respect kind of like ingrained into them mm-hmm. and you know and then they go back home and their parents are like what'd you do to my kid he's so respectful just- <laughs> you know just but it's, how it is yeah they just got it out they had an outlet for whatever mm-hmm. yeah I think that's like the cool thing about like combat sports um and like competing in them and it's like I said before it's like so good for you like just mentally spirit like everything um and it feels like for people who have I want to say like personal issues but like stress or anxiety or ADHD or like you know who are having problems at home or like misunderstood or like you know there's a place for them to go and there's like an outlet to put that Mm -hmm. and it just makes it feel like so much more manageable um after you've like just it's not like going through hell but it's like definitely like pushing your body to the most extreme it can go 10 times further after that and then like feeling like you're gonna die but you didn't so that's how I can describe it and it's just like once you come out on the other side and you know you didn't cheat yourself it's like so rewarding it's just like damn (laughs) I'm so much stronger than I thought I could ever be so I think that's like some of the cool parts about it um it's more like about personal growth at least at like the amateur level it's more about like personal growth it's more about yeah the respect the like um the art part of it and like being like skillful and like smart um yeah I don't think it's really like as violent or as like I don't know people make it out to be like such a big deal and it's I don't think it's what they think (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's misunderstood Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's misunderstood yeah (laughs) but that's kind of interesting because like I guess it depends like for me the different clubs it was really the reactions that I got um the things that were said to me were really different especially being like a female fighter Um, either being not taken seriously at all, not listened to, to being like, oh, it's going to take you like, we'll go super slow five years and you have to be like perfect form and you're not going to get anywhere unless it's like absolutely perfect. So, and to everything in between, like I've, I've experienced from clubs, right? So it's just interesting to see that and like, even some clubs being well still kind of enforcing that like old boys club kind of for whatever reason it can be so dominant and boxing still um it's like really interesting to experience just like how they talk about women and like how they talk about these like even their own female fighters you know constantly like about bodies and like uh, what they're eating and like um just like um even though they're supporting women it's like that weird backhanded like stab in the back um like a backhanded compliment of like um when I w- did offhand go um sparring against the guys there um there were no rules and basically um the thing was like oh if she gets you in the face like that means like you're you're not good enough like you're not you're weak blah 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 all those like negative associations instead of being like hey like I was good enough to surprise them I did something like they weren't expecting um and the sediment to sentiment was um 
like you could take as many body shots like body shots are fine headshots you you can't do like you know that's just out of the question um which i thought was really interesting because um at least like in amateurs i don't know about like professional um going to the body then to the head is so effective and i've seen it like at least in the bouts that i was watching time and time again the people who were like winning goals who were going farther in the competitions were doing it over and over again um and you would think like oh you would get used to it but like you you can't because like it's so unpredictable of like going to the head going to the body going head head body or like you know vice versa it's just so interesting to see that and then to only harp on like going to the head is just like I know it's just an interesting way of doing things I think so yeah I think like the comments generally again depending I think on how the coaches and the owners set the tone at the club I think it's very very dependent on that because um otherwise they for whatever reason the fighters or whoever it is um will jump on like any instance to be like um give you like side comments or like back talk um and just give you that impression of like oh do you belong here like are you lost kind of thing are you you know this is like a boxing gym right like you know like are you sure you want to be here kind of thing so yeah. i think it's just um yeah really dependent on how people run things um really up to the individuals generally like they are pretty respectful um but i think yeah if they, it starts from the top down once yeah. they see like how the owners are treating like their female fighters it just yeah leaks out yeah. from there so yeah no yeah it definitely starts at the top mm -hmm. has a has a big part to play in it because yeah. they determine the culture mm -hmm. of, of the club and so people will will have to kind of follow the leader right because then the leader can determine whether whether to allow that type of behavior and let them stay or mm -hmm. not and ours like our i know our club specifically like our our um my dad's my dad's club specifically my dad would be like any any it was any form of like disrespect um any like if he hears that you because uh it's karate is self-defense mm -hmm. so it's not like you go out there and you start a fight but mm -hmm. my, my dad was always like if i hear that someone from the club started a fight then you're kicked out of the club mm -hmm. right so it's like self-defense self-defense is fine he always taught to like run first mm -hmm. run away go tell don't go talk to somebody tell an authority um you know if it keeps happening run away you know if you have to defend yourself then you go defend yourself but mm -hmm. if you ever start a fight then you're then you're out of the club mm -hmm. so any sort of like disrespect or like not following up the rules then you're kicked out right, right. so it definitely comes from the top and how yeah and how your your leader um runs the culture of the club and then also i think just with karate being japanese that that culture of respect is is really is, uh translated through our clubs like mm -hmm. a, a lot it's just like, like it, it's no no tolerance There's yeah no tolerance. like it is so strict discipline is so strict respect mm -hmm. so strict um and it's it's yeah it's not tolerated yeah i feel like there's um a little bit of leeway at least in boxing especially like um maybe just in general because like as soon as they show a little bit of promise or talent um people can sometimes get away with a lot um and even being like lazy or being you know um cheating on diet or like what have you um you can kind of like get away with things especially depending on the club like or the owner right so i and i've seen that happen um 
and go both ways of like just some expectations were just really insane and then um I think in the end the fighter just didn't want to I don't know it's just too much right um didn't want to conform with that so I think it was just like having a good balance mm -hmm. yeah um okay so one time I was working with this girl that's where this question comes from um and my coworker asked if she should put her kids in karate and I was explaining like yeah yeah it's like great and blah 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 my friend did karate and then basically the, she comes out of nowhere and she's like no they shouldn't do that taekwondo is better <laughs> I'm like First of all, bitch, nobody asked you. Second of all. <laughs> so. Well, it's a total different sport, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're different styles. There's not really, like, a comparison. There's, there's not a compare. Um, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different styles. Like, there's a lot of different styles. And the styles are completely different. Like. Yeah it's they're all different art forms um so you can't compare them because they're really different mm -hmm. um the only thing you can compare is the quality of the execution of the style okay um real like really you know only only like the quality of the execution is something that you can compare mm -hmm. um but besides that no, the styles are a lot different, so nah, you can't compare it like that. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was saying, but you know. Just let, the, just let the kids, you know, figure it out for themselves. So <laughs> just let them, you know, they'll definitely tell you what they enjoy more. So but some people just like to be very aggressive. So <laughs> like long story that's just neither here nor there so <laughs> yeah uh would you ever go back would i go back mm -hmm. i i love it so much mm -hmm. i miss it would i go back i would love to go back yeah mm -hmm. is there like an age limit on sport because I know like yeah. actually I just found this out amateur boxing age cap is 40 which is good because that means I have a long time left um but that's just like for the highest levels of competing um I think after that you can still do it at a club level mm -hmm. but yeah it's just like kind of looked at as like if you're not this young sprite 16 year old you're not gonna get anywhere you know so I think it's like discouraging for people who just want to like stay healthy or like do a lifelong sport or whatever I think it should be like more commonplace people are like oh once you're 40 your body just disintegrates I'm like I've seen plenty of 40 year olds who look like they're 20 so check yourself and then I've seen plenty of 20 year olds who look like they're a hundred <laughs> so vice, vice versa it's um but also like if you're lifelong healthy and you're active isn't that like the it actually um turns back the clock and like it makes your body way better way healthier um last longer um speeds like your metabolism up like all those like beneficial things um i thought it like there were a few studies that said it like reduced aging and stuff like that like it takes um years off of your life like it you know it gives you more time is what i'm yeah. trying to say I think yeah yeah wrong. yeah it gives you more time so with I mean, that more time and your young ageless body why wouldn't you <laughs> it definitely helps your health i mean my mom has my mom was doing karate for like 
I don't know how many years, 30 years, mm-hmm. probably 30 years. And then even when she stopped doing it, like she hasn't done it in like maybe 20 years, mm-hmm. probably hasn't done it in about 20 years. And her, her body is still like, she's living off of the 30 years of karate that she did, you know, yeah. like, you know, people that are her age, that didn't do that kind of uh, physical exercise are in a lot worse condition. Yeah. Like don't have as much strength um, from it. And she's like, even though she has like arthritis and, you know, like that, even though things are deteriorating because of age, there's still so much, uh, she still has so much strength in her from for 30 years. And if she didn't have, she would be in a lot worse position now. So yeah, no, definitely, the exercise definitely helps, you know, and you, and I mean, uh, like going back to like age in, in the sport, in, I know in karate, especially the older you get and the longer you've been doing it, like the better you get, because Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you get better with age. It's kind of like like aging meat, like marinating meat. <laughs> yeah. You know what wine, I mean? Fine wine, you know? Yeah, man. The longer that's better it tastes, you know? And so the older you get and the longer you've been doing it, the better you are, the more refined you are. So you get better with age, at, at least in karate. That's, that's how See, it is. See, this is what I keep telling myself. So I'm glad you're just saying the words that I'm internally telling <laughs> myself. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like, um, cause I was watching a video the other day about like how, um, feeling like you're behind, um, actually could mean you're ahead. Right. And how like oftentimes specializing and finding out what you want to do when you're a lot older and when you have so much more life experience under your belt is so much better for you in the long term and like in your actual career and financial happiness than it is to specialize really, really young. Um, so it's just like really, again, a really great thing to hear and like validation back of being like, you know, I've got time. It's all good. It's just gonna, when I get to the right time, I'm gonna just hit it out of the park you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the other things is like, you shouldn't not go for competing no matter like what age you are or like what time you started. Cause you never know. Right. Um, and if it's something you really enjoy and you have the time for. Yeah. Especially on yeah. like women's sports that's just like such a early stages for everything like of course things are going to be a bit more delayed because like finding you know people to fight finding like the age appropriate and weight appropriate people to fight that are near you and that like you know and setting that up it just um takes longer because there's far fewer right far in between compared to like the guys um, and the amount of fights too that get canceled or postponed or rain checked compared to the guys is much higher. Um, so yeah, it's just um, a bit of a different battle. And I feel like just because like it, it's a little bit longer or different doesn't make it worse. So it's just. Mm-hmm. Gotta get more, gotta get more girls into it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, more people for me to fight. (laughs) More awareness, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think there was like, because I was creeping on um, Boxing Ontario's website, there's like two or three, but they're like all the way in Ottawa and Windsor. So I'm like... (laughs) hopefully something happens. They're like the exact same age, zero bouts and all that stuff. So I'm like, maybe, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Yeah, well, that is all the questions 
and personal content I had for you. Is there anything else you would like to talk about, bring forward? Talk about, bring forward. Um, or forever hold your peace. <laughs> forever hold my peace. Um, I just say, like, if anybody, um, like, wants to get into karate, mm-hmm. um, to, yeah, go to my Sheehan's Dojo. There, mm-hmm. If you're in, like, the Toronto area, um, they're in Etobicoke. Um, their website is karatetoronto.ca uh, or .com. Hmm. Maybe yeah. just try both. <laughs> You'll find them. 50-50. Yeah. yeah, they're in a... Uh, yeah, I would say go there. They're awesome. I think even now, like, during COVID, they're doing, like, online classes. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, they're so, like, uh, on the forward front of technology. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that... Is it dot .ca? Dot com. Karate Toronto. Dot com. Karate. Heard it here first. Dot com. <laughs> That's it for me. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Thank you so much for joining us, Jania. Um, and I mean, from now on, moving forward, it's going to be the two of us interviewing other people. So not just talking about ourselves, <laughs> which is so fun. <laughs> but yeah, alas, we will make space for other, other people and their stories. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in this time. We hope you enjoyed. Um, we'll be back next week. Okay. See you. Peace. Hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Jania. I'm Abigail Tubay. And you're listening to Knockout Origins.